0: Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max let's get started with I have some quirks some idiosyncrasies some things that no normal people don't have about themselves here we go let's start out with what I call dippy eggs now what are dippy eggs well they're eggs like you put them in a the pan I don't know I don't I don't I never can remember is it called easy over sunny side up you know, you have an egg and the, and the Yellow is still runny, like you put it on your, on your plate in the morning and you break this yellow the yolk open and it runs, you know, you dip toast in it. Well, guess what? I just threw up in my mouth. I don't like dippy eggs. They're horrible to me. Uh, when I my kids were little, young, okay, I used to make them put a cereal box in front of their plate so I couldn't see the dippy eggs. And if they had any on their mouth, any yellow or white, loose, slimy, you know, licked Liquefied type material. That's it. I'm done. Uh, game over. I am off. It just is bad. Now, <laughs> this all kind of comes from when I was a child. My father loved what we would call dippy eggs. That's just what we called them. You know, they they were. He liked them fried in a frying pan. Mom would make some bacon, and she'd take the bacon out of the pan. She cracked two or three eggs in the bacon grease. Now, this bacon grease might be a quarter inch thick. And Dad's like, just lean the pan over to its edge and just throw the bacon grease up on top of the egg so there's a film, a scum of white and yellow on the top side, and it's barely solidified on the bottom. Take them out of the pan, put them on his plate, and Dad was happy. And Max left. Whoa, you have no idea. But there's another thing, you know, it's called a lot of places a three-minute egg. I forget, you know, my dad called them poached eggs. Some people call them coddled, uh, you know, all different kinds of names for eggs and how to prepare them. Look, I'm not an egg connoisseur, but when my dad would say he wanted a poached egg or a three-minute egg, I made sure I wasn't at the table. You know, he would take those things and literally... Crack that, okay, so a three-minute egg, You boil. mom would boil them, I don't know what it is. The inside of the egg, inside the shell, instead of being hard-boiled, it was like pudding. There was yellow pudding, and it was a clear, whitish pudding. And when you crack the egg open, it just ran out everywhere like egg pudding. Oh, my God, I just could not stand it. It was over the top. Dad loved them. My God, this man loved them. I, I, I don't know why. Mom didn't make it every breakfast. You know, we didn't have a lot of breakfast during the week that were a, as a family because my father worked second shift and I worked first shift or I was going to school or whatever. And, and, you know, mom just was cooking all the time. Sometimes she's cooking breakfast at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon for my dad when he's getting out of bed. Oh, the, dippy eggs. Oof. It really kind of posed a, a big problem for me. I'm you know, just getting done with the uh, conference run, right? I was telling you about my conference. When I go to these places, with anywhere, we eat a breakfast. We eat meals together, including breakfast. I never knew how many people in the world like dippy eggs or sunny side eggs or over easy, whatever you want to call them. But you know, the group has them. I got to be there. I got to man up, you know, and watch them eat. You know, the the yellows dripping down the outside of their mouth on their beard. Oh. Oh, I just try to close my eyes, look the other way, drink the coffee. And when they ask, Max, what's wrong with you? It's like, oh, I'm just not feeling too well. I drank too much last night. And that's believable, right? So all these, you know, dippy egg issues kind of came from my father, I guess. That's where I first introduced him. Yeah, he had his own issues, to be quite honest with you. It, like, if we were children, you know, how you have a, have a glass of water or some some drink and it has ice in it? Well, as kids, we always like to just... You know, we're done drinking the fluid. You put the ice, and take the ice and put it in your mouth and you just chomp down with your teeth. Oh, that was great. Whew, you didn't do that around my father. He was on top of you. Bad. He's like, stop that. If you need to eat ice, I'll stick your head down in the water and you can drink it from there, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't remember what all I would say, but he was like, Oof. My, and my father was a man of few words. He did not speak much and he rarely raised his voice. But if you're chewing ice around him, he was very boisterous. He also you know, had stupid stuff like he didn't like to eat green food. No green jello, no green pistachio nuts, no green salads, no string beans, no lettuce, no green peppers. I don't know what it was with my dad and and uh, green food, but it was something. Oh, man. You know, I, I think of my father and I gotta tell you, I have lots and lots of fond memories with my father. Yeah, my dad and I had spent lots of time together. You know, he, like I said, he worked second shift, and I was working, you know, working or going to school during the daytime. I'd get up in the morning, and you know, we, I'd go to school, and he'd be sleeping. I'd come home from school at night. Sometimes I'd see him; he'd still be there before he went to work. Um, you know, I'm a young man; I'm I'm in school age, and and our family owned this LP gas business, and you know, my father. He's always worked two or three jobs uh, as a younger man. And, you know, that's the way, you know, Alice and I are. You know, we, we have always worked a couple of jobs. You can't just be, you know, satisfied with working one job. you got to be working a couple of them. Saturdays would come, and my father's used to be working on, on a second shift schedule, but nobody wants to, them to come to your house at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or midnight or whatever to work on their LP gas issues. So with this LP gas business, we would take, you know, LP is basically bottled gas. It's a big tank of gas that we actually, at this time, were, were small enough for us to move around. Uh, we'd take our pickup truck and unload the bottles of, of gas. You know, when someone had an empty one, take the empty ones back to our shop and and fill them up. But the other thing, that's not that wasn't bad at all. Right? I enjoyed being with my father, and you know, he'd t- be telling me about his stories. Basically, these podcasts that I'm doing, my father gave to me in real life in the front seat of a pickup truck while we were delivering LP gas. Okay. Well, one of the things my father did as as a service and w- without charge that if you were a patron of ours, he would fix whatever gas LP gas powered piece that you had. Was it a light? You know, was it a dryer, or a refrigerator, and, and obviously you know hot water heater. But obviously the most common was a gas stove, an LP gas stove. Now we lived in this small town, you know, and we served several small towns around us. We probably had a twenty five mile radius that we would deliver gas in. And uh, there were some really poor people. And there were some really rich people, okay? But it didn't matter their wealth or their standing in the in the community. 99.99% of the time, we would go to their, they would have, be having a problem with their gas stove. So dad would come in and he'd lift the top of the stove. Yeah, you probably don't know this, but you can actually, it's like a, It's like a door, you know, you just could pick it up, you prop it up. It's like the hood of a car and your burners and stuff are inside. Well, 99.99% of the time, what you found under the hood, so to speak, was nasty stuff that has overflowed from cooking that fell through the cracks of the stove and it was dry and, Of that time, I would say a high percentage, maybe 70% of that time, there would always be some type of an elbow macaroni in there. It could be cooked. It could be macaroni and cheese. It could be green. It could be yellow. I mean, there's always always elbow macaronis. And sometimes they were even floating on the grease that was under there. It was a mess. I mean, mean, imagine you've owned a stove for 10 years. The stuff's boiled over, and you've never been able to clean it. And the repairman comes in and lifts the hood. He's the first one to see it. Now, people were embarrassed, and rightfully so. I've seen people with super, super clean houses. They just didn't know how to clean underneath the hood of the stove. Well, the the thing about all this, it has sent me to a place where I cannot eat. I cannot eat anything that has elbow macaronis in it. And in today's world, there's a whole lot of this macaroni and cheese stuff going on, and, and most of the time, people are making macaroni and cheese, you know, in today's world with elbow macaroni. Oh, just tough for me to look at it. Ugh. Yeah, floating elbow macaroni is from our LP gas business 40, 50 years ago is still coming back to haunt me. Ooh, bad, bad. Okay, so speaking about cleaning LP gas stoves, we, you know, Alice and I have, uh, acquired some 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 money you know we worked hard we saved her money we have we have a few bucks you know a couple of pennies to rub together so we actually employ a, a cleaning lady a service a cleaning service and it's it's a lady we know and you know she's really good about what she does and we're just going to call her Judy okay so Judy comes you know you have to schedule with her You're, okay it's going to come on this day at this time and she's going to be there for this many hours and and you know Alice is like look Max, we're not going to be here. I don't want you talking to her. We're paying her a lot of money. I want her working on our house, cleaning our house, making it look good. I agree 100% with that. But there is a problem, and it is one of my hot buttons. Number one, there's several problems. Number one, with having Judy come to our house to clean, I have to clean the house before she gets there. Now, what's the sense in cleaning a house if you're going to have a cleaning lady come and work on it? You know, Alice like, no, 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 you don't want her to come. You know, it's like, kind of like the elbow macaroni scenario. You know, you want your house to look presentable to outsiders. But she's a cleaning lady. She's coming to clean the house. Why do I have to empty the trash? I'm not talking about running a vacuum sweeper. I'm talking about, oh, I have to empty the trash. I have to make sure that the dishes in the dishwasher are at least clean. They can be in there, but they can't be dirty. It just, oh my God, come on. That's one thing about it. Okay, I don't like the prep work. For the cleaning lady, <laughs> the next thing, you know, God love her. She's a great person. I love her to death. You know, she's a she does a great job. But she's you know she's a hardworking girl, woman, and she's she's going to clean um, a table, you know, an end table or something. She takes everything off the end table. She you know wipes off the end table. She wipes off whatever's on there. The lamp, you know, but whatever it might have been there, clocks, lights, whatever. And she puts everything back on the end table. So, okay, this is Max and his oddities. I come back to the house. Everything is spotless, clean as ever. But I can't find anything because she puts back stuff back in the wrong place. She never puts it back in the same place. I'm kind of one of those guys. Everything has a place and it's supposed to be in it type of person. Uh, you know, anal, whatever you want to call me, anal retentive. I don't know, but it's, that's me. I can't find anything. It's just, it's not there. You know, I always put, you know, my 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 coffee mug that I drink uh, out of first thing in the morning at this spot in the cupboard. So I open up the cupboard, it's there. Now in the morning, I'm kind of like dreary and, you know, where am I going? I need my coffee. So if my coffee cup's not there, I'm in trouble. This whole cleaning lady routine is, you know, it's it's tough for me. I like the fact that I don't have to scrub the floors and wipe the toilets. And, you know, I have, I have a garage that, looks like a a room in our house, you know, and she cleans that, you know, where our cars are parked, all that kind of stuff. But there's really another issue, and this is a really big fault of mine with the cleaning lady, with Judy. Okay, so I can't find anything. She puts stuff back, and I can't find it. So the very first thing I go to is, Judy stole it. She took it home. She sold it. It's on eBay. It's on, you know, whatever. And, you know, Alice like, Max, calm down, calm down. It's here, you know, don't worry about us. Like she's even had to text Judy and say, Judy, man, Max is is going nuts. Where is, you know, the vacuum cleaner or whatever, whatever that thing might be. Where's his red tie that he wears with his black suit? You know, that kind of stuff. Judy doesn't steal anything. But that's the first place I go because I kind of don't have lots of trust in lots of people. I know this lady, my wife... Taught this lady's kids in school, you know? (sighs) Yeah. Max's idiosyncrasies. What can I say? So, you know, you've heard the whole porn star parking scenario. I mean, that happens when I go someplace, just a refresher. I go someplace and, you know, uh, there's there's five acres of parking. I drive right up to wherever the entrance is, right beside handicapped parking. There's always a space there for me. That's just, that just happens to me. I'm kind of weird about parking, Right. But I'm weirder than you probably know. Uh, when I go to work, and we have a, a big parking garage. And I always park in the same spot. Now, I'll go to like the fourth or fifth floor. I'll park farther away from the elevator. And when I go into work early in the morning, nobody's there. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right? I've chosen this spot because I want to park here. doesn't have to be close. This was not... I'm not talking about porn star parking. I'm just talking about this is kind of like my unofficial parking spot when I go to work. i really, really mad when someone's parked there. But it's even worse, like, if I'm at home. Because we have several cars and they don't all fit in the garage. And so we have street parking. We, we park uh, one of our cars on the street. Well... It's not in front of my house. It's not in front of anybody's house. You know, it's not, this is not a city. I don't live, I live in a very small town, you know, but this is the place where I park my spare car. So I take that spare car somewhere and I come back. It's street parking. Everybody's allowed to park anywhere. It's open. There's not even a parking meter. Okay. That's how small of a town I am. But You want to talk about hitting my hot buttons. You just hit them. Ah, it's my spot. What are you doing there? And I'll just sit in the car and start cussing them out. Yeah, welcome to my life. You know, there's a lot of things going on in my head that shouldn't be, okay? Just not right. And that brings me to someone trying to feed me. I love to eat. I eat almost anything. I'm not a very picky eater. But there are some things I don't like, okay? I don't like like super vegan type foods some of them I do but not all of them I don't like I don't like every kind of meat that's ever been cooked all right um, you know I don't like dippy eggs right okay that kind of stuff so what really gets me going is you know we'd be invited to a party and the host has worked really really hard he or she's cooked all this food it might be a barbecue it might be a, a sit-down meal you know it might be you know whatever a picnic you, you know whatever it is but the host decides, that they're going to take a plate and prepare it for you. Oh, you need to have some dippy eggs. You need to have some, you know, of this oddball stuff that you don't like. Oh, here's some really highly vegan stuff. This is really good. Just because the host likes it, doesn't mean that everyone invited to the party is going to like it. So now the host has brings a plate. I'm a big guy. You know, they put sideboards on a plate for me, right? Here, here you go, Max. That's enough food for you. I look on it it's like there's not one thing on there I want to eat. So, now, where am I at? Naturally, the host and the husband or the wife or the significant other of the host is sitting right beside me, okay? And they're watching me. They want to get my my reaction to all this great food that they've prepared. And it, look, it is good food. But it's just not something I like to eat. You know, this is when it's bad for me. It's just, I don't like to eat some of this stuff. So, how do you, unnoticed, take this plate of food and scrape it in the garbage and dump it, you know, so... You can come back oh look I ate all the food you know I, I feel like I should just got uh, sit there and like smear it around on the plate a little bit yeah you know, move move the green stuff to the right side and the blue stuff down to the center and oh here's here's some kind of a biscuit that you know tastes like cardboard I'll just smear that around and get some of that what they call gravy, and looks more like pudding on, you know, on it and you know, I feel like I'm five years old again you know I, people are watching me they don't watch what I eat and I want to get a reaction so Okay, so you have to kind of fake like you're eating it. You, know, you put a bite of food in your mouth and, oh my God, it's the greatest stuff. Thank you so much. And I call that overshooting because now you are pegged with, you like this green slop. And every time I see you, I'm going to give you the green slop. That, oh, gosh, I call that overshooting. Okay? I have overshot the being nice and kind and trying not to hurt your feelings. Uh, I just, you know, don't, don't fill my plate with food. Don't put anything on my plate of food. Let me prepare my own plate and I'll be just happy. I will definitely try some of this stuff, but all in moderation. I don't need, you know, three cups of green stuff that I can't identify. And two cups of brown stuff that tastes like cardboard with paste on it, right? Max's hot buttons. What can I say? There's lots of them. This is just a handful of them. Thought I'd kind of break it in slow to you. You Break you in slow and... Just tell you the kind of the cream of the crop. Take care, guys. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. It's not my...